0: Oh, yeah. I finish this Oh, yo. Oh, yo. I feel like I'm sound checking while I'm sitting here. Yeah, that's stupid, it's already done. I did that before. Howdy then everybody welcome to the jam room podcast i hope you've had a great week out there hope you've had fun and enjoyed yourself uh in my world it's been a terrible terrible fucking week um but whatever we might chat about that later on i'm here to distract myself really and get through one of these podcasts for the week so like i said i hope you've had fun Hope you've had a uh, a musical week of sorts. Lots of shit's been going on. Plenty of new albums. Plenty of shit to talk about. Uh, We're going to get in it, guys. Um, last episode. Excuse me. Shit. God, that was like five bubbles. Whoa. All at once. Nah, make that eight or nine. Um, God, that's a terrible way to start a podcast. I'm sorry about that. I do apologize. Excuse me. Uh, But it is what it is. I'm sitting here by myself at a fucking bar. What do you want from me? I'm drinking. I'm having fun. Well, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get through it, guys. (laughs) Whatever. Anyway, last episode, uh, we chatted about the Ed Sheeran lawsuit, right? Um, So he was getting sued, or yeah, well, he was. He was getting sued by the estate of Marvin Gaye, or someone that was a co-writer on Marvin Gaye's song, Let's Get It On. Uh, and we chatted about it, and I showed you the back-to-back stuff, and kind of the conclusion was, well, there's interesting implications for the future, and I chatted about the AI sort of shit, and uh, we'll get into that a little bit later as well. Um, but I also made the comment that you cannot uh, copyright a chord progression, and I was right, you can't copyright a chord progression, Ed Sheeran won his lawsuit, good for him, um, Yeah, because it comes down to melody, guys. You know, think about how many fucking dudes out there are writing a song over a 12-bar blues. It's an original song still. 12-bar blues ain't original. You know, whatever. Just because you put it into 6-8 timing isn't tricking anybody. We know it's the same fucking chord structure. Anyway, all that stuff aside, Ed Sheeran completely got out of it. You know, whatever. He walked away. I know at some points in the fucking trial, he like whipped out his guitar or some shit and just like, ugh, dude, really. But, you know, I'm starting to think this entire lawsuit, I think Ed Sheeran might have paid for it. I think it's a good investment. Say he taps on Marvin Gaye's fucking uh, estate or whoever's representing them's fucking shoulder and says, hey man, you sue me. Sue me, I'll pay you whatever. I'll cover your entire costs. And what this is gonna do with you suing me, it's gonna draw attention to your song and you're gonna get a whole bunch more um, spins on Spotify and all that sort of shit. And you're gonna get a whole bunch of new fans that might not have heard it yet, right? Because it's gonna be in the spotlight. Um, So we'll cover your legal costs. Meanwhile, you sue me. And uh, my song also, which is obviously not infringing on copyright at all, is uh, going to come into everyone's mind as well. And I've got a new album coming out. So I'll give you, you know, a couple of percent of the fucking the record sales from this new album. Let's do it. What do you guys think of that? Because that's exactly what happened, is that Ed Sheeran released an album this month and all this fucking, um, I don't know, just media attention in general... Is going to do nothing but good things to those album sales because people that might not know Ed Sheeran but like Marvin Gaye would go, Wait a minute, I kind of like his version. His version might be actually kind of better, right? Um, Or whatever, even if they do agree that it sounds like the same song. But if they don't, they might be like, hey, this is kind of cool. I'll check out this guy. And uh, lo and behold, there's a new album for you to consume right now, ready to go. Uh, and, it, and it did come out and I did uh, listen to it. It's called uh, The Minus Symbol or a dash. I don't know. It could be a dash or a minus, but with there's always, always other albums being some kind of mathematical symbol like a multiply sign or an addition sign or the equals sign. Um, now we have a dash. And so I think in context, it's definitely a minus symbol. Uh, but that's the name of the album. It's minus uh, in brackets, deluxe. Um, and I listened to it. And it's uh, it's an Ed Sheeran album, guys. It's fucking beautifully fucking produced, beautifully written. Um, you know, when I hear Ed Sheeran's production and know that when he goes on stage, he just uses nothing but his loop pedal. It's like, nah, don't... <laughs> you got to come clean about some of those things because if you're using that loop pedal, you're not getting that production and you're not getting the experience of that song because there are things in that song that you can't do with just a guitar. Right? So where are those sounds coming from? You know, if you're going to do a little loop version of it, God, you've got to have some good fucking compressors and bullshit going on to make your guitar slap sound like a kick drum or whatever. I don't know. But it is what it is. So this new album came out. I listened to it in its entirety. And, uh, you know, it's one of those albums that feels fucking kind of aimed towards. See, I don't know. I don't know what the demographic of of Ed Sheeran is. I think it's middle-aged women at this point. I could be wrong. Because the the kind of music it is, although he's talking about kind of young ideas, you know, like teenaged angsty kind of heartbreak stories and shit like that, that kind of appeals to a younger audience. It also appeals to old people these days, let's face it, the fucking divorce rates through the roof. They're on Tinder as well, guys. Um, And I think these middle-aged women just fucking adore this guy. It, you know, he's just like the fucking sweater-wearing fucking cute kid that Sings love songs, and they fucking love him I don't know, but you know it was me, I was experiencing this kind of weird week where you know emotions were high, and emotions were different um so if there was any chance for Ed Sheeran to fucking really grip me, it was probably this week um and it didn't it still made me cringe and think of old old women and all that sort of stuff, but i don't know, maybe part of that um i don't know what what, what to really say that that, that kind of resentment i have towards uh that 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 pop sort of bullshit that ed Sheeran's, sheeran's bringing i mean i love the fact that he's still playing guitar and all that stuff that's great you know there's guitars in the world cool um there's center stage that's that's great as well um but i don't know maybe i'm just that kind of guy that just like i can't let an ed sheeran song hit me emotionally I'm not prepared for that. I'm not prepared to admit, you know, even with my heightened emotional state, maybe there was just some barriers there saying, like, there's no fucking way I'm prepared to let an Ed Sheeran song affect me emotionally. Because these are emotional songs that he's singing, right, guys? That's why I'm saying the, the middle-aged women, like, I say women, but just the middle-aged emotional people that could become a fan of a fucking, a dude, you know, half their age, whatever. Um, I'm not prepared to be one of those guys, I don't think. There's no way I can let Ed Sheeran sneak into a fucking playlist, you know? There's always those fucking songs that you love just because they hit you at a certain time, at a breakup or some emotionally um, heightened state that you're in. And you can't really explain to people why you fucking love it, you just fucking love it, because of nostalgia, really, right? Uh, Yeah, I'm still too stubborn to let uh, Ed Sheeran infiltrate my fucking packet of uh nostalgic songs for emotional reasons whatever maybe that's the case Fuck it, whatever Ed Sheeran's new album's out guys go check it out if you care about that sort of stuff they're well written songs they're well produced and fucking all that bullshit but the whole point of this lawsuit wait no I was going to show you some Ed Sheeran all right so yeah well of course I normally do here's a little clip of um one of the songs from Ed Sheeran's album. Did I write down what it's called? No, I forgot to, but I'm pretty sure this is one of the songs from his new album and it sounds like Ed Sheeran, right? If I can land, try to it's grow just ed- with the past. It tears me down to size. Tell the world how to process, but don't take the same advice. i remember what I say. Then the morning's filled with fear. Can't get a handle on my grief when every memory turns to tears. It's been a long year. We're not even halfway there. Is this the ending of our youth when pain starts taking over? I just don't know if I can never just let it go. Everything's falling apart when love is real, there's never closure. I guess it's all right. There we go. That's kind of the vibe that he's going for and that he's uh, been doing for years. And he's back. Uh, but anyway, the lawsuit, when I was talking about it, I was talking about the um, the idea of AI writing songs and, and doing all this shit. Where does the copyright lie? Um, and things have really been fucking popping off and they're going to continue to, I guess, um, for sure. I mean, so there's certain people out there that have like allowed their likeness to be accepted or to be used by AI to recreate a version of them. Like, for instance, Bruce Willis he's um his sort of ai model fucking avatar or whatever is up for grabs and can be used for advertising and stuff like that cuz he has some weird degenerative disease that's fucking him up and he's in a rough state right and so all of his speech and his likeness can be um used digitally to recreate advertising and stuff like that um and i i guess it gives him some money and and shit like that right so, that's a legitimate reason to to have uh, the AI version kind of do the work for you, right? Uh, with songwriting, um, who knows? Like, there's things coming out where, you know, all of a sudden Kurt Cobain is singing a fucking Soundgarden song, right? So, AI has been able to change the voice, but you still need reference vocals and you still need the artistic sort of part behind it, right? Um, but this is where it gets scary is that, uh, say, if you sign yourself to a record deal of sorts Um, maybe there's one clause in there that your voice belongs to them and so once you record your first album or however much speech you need for them to have enough data to basically get you to sing whatever they want and they write afterwards and now they cut you loose of the deal but they're still releasing songs with your voice right because that's what's going to start happening with this AI, and it already is. Um, and I'm about to show you a little uh, track that was on the internet, and it's, it was up, it was deleted. It, who knows what's really going on, because this is going to start pointing out the, the, the legal sort of side of shit in a bit more of a know, focused sense in the future, as far as this AI goes. Like, so listen to this song. This is a song called Winter's Cult, and it's um, by AI. AI created this, um, sort of, we'll talk about that, Uh, but it's a Drake song that Drake didn't sing Um, and it sounds a little bit like this. (laughs) I won't let it get the best of me. I got it on my own. I ain't no one defending me. She said she play a role. Now she trying to steal the recipe. I had to hit the road. Cause I get it like an energy. I swear that bitch be popping molly, like a remedy. Spanish bitch, a hot to Molly. She be blessing me. Shoot the house like paparazzi. They ain't catching me, I'm riding in a fucking mouse. Pushing hella keys, I made it so yeah It's a Drake song and it's not bad. And there's a lot of reactions on the internet uh, saying that it's better than a lot of Drake songs. And I, you know, as far as flow of rap goes, it's the best we've heard from, in quotes, Drake uh, for a while. I mean, it doesn't really flow that long with a single fucking um, train of thought. But um, this thing doesn't exist purely because of AI. Someone, someone wrote those lyrics. Someone wrote the reference vocals, right? Eventually, AI might be able to do all that as well, for sure. I mean, let's let's not be naive about this. Uh, but for now, we're still getting writers using um, basically like Drake's voice as as an asset for their artwork, right? So you just borrow an asset, um, sort of, maybe buy it or whatever but some of these things are, are weird that i'm seeing online like uh, uh so for instance one of the, the the clips on youtube that had this this song was like also here's a link to do one yourself and if you want to put it up on our channel it's a hundred bucks right so there, there, there's already been these gateways for it and i don't know if they have any affiliation with drake or his record label or anything to do with the copyright of his voice Who the fuck knows? It's getting interesting out there, hey? I mean, imagine just all these bedroom musicians making cool beats and cool things, and they've got a cool flow, um, but they've got absolute shithouse clout, right? No one gives a fuck who they are, and no one should, uh, but all of a sudden, they can change their voice into Drake's voice, and voila, all the other creativity that they put into that song like the flow, like the rhythms, like the beat and the musicality or whatever the fuck's gone into the production, all of that is now elevated um, because you've kind of branded it in a way. Does that make sense? I don't know. It's going to be interesting in the future because a lot of people could just have all their demos with a famous person's voice instead, right? And then when it's time to hear the real thing, you might have already built up a following. Who in the fuck knows? It's gonna be a wild world out there, hey. Maybe we should do it for some of our songs. We we'll get some fucking some Drake vocals going on. Or I think fucking Biggie's out there as well. There's some weird ones that people are making AI's of. You know, Coco Bane, but you know, never was never really a huge fan of his voice or whatever. Uh, okay, let's get into some music reviews for this week, guys. Um, even though we've already. Talked about a bunch of shit, but it's time to get started. There's a couple. <coughs> um, I checked out this uh this album, new one from a band called Currents. Have you guys heard of these guys? They've been around for a while. Um, sort of heavy shit. Uh the new album's called The Death We Seek. Alright. I don't really Okay. You know, like with album titles, I don't really get it. Uh, but yeah, the band's called Currents, and the album's called The Death We Seek, uh, and it's, yeah, it's pretty fucking, pretty huge, it's a, it's a heavy album, and it's one of those albums that I have to put on a different head to listen to, because the the, the vocals just kind of, uh, um, I don't know, I just don't understand, I guess, I'm not going to say they bug me, or I fucking think they're shit, uh, I just don't really get them, I guess. Uh, But musically speaking, there's a lot going on rhythmically. There's some cool shit here and there. They've got a great use of harmonics with their guitars. They've got a lot of those uh, big, chunky fucking guitars with the harmonic sort of squeals over the top. Yeah, it's cool. It is its thing. Um, Yeah. I don't really know what, what else to say about this. It's got the dual voice thing. They lean into the growl more than I think they should. Um, but I'll, I'll give you a little taste of it. Um, so, uh, so <laughs> there's a couple of things. There's almost like there's three voices in this fucking band. So there's the growl. They really lean into that every now and then they've got the very sort of what I still call emo. Cause it's the nasally vocal sort of verses, right? Um, but then they've got the thing that I fucking hate the most out of this sort of shit. Um, is the hero chorus i call it the hero chorus i know fucking liam knows what i'm talking about it's just where all of a sudden it hits a chorus and every chorus of every fucking song on the album seems to hit with the same energy of just we're heroes being triumphant over something i don't fucking know here's a little snippet and i hope this snippet kind of sums up all the different things i'm gonna leave it as a longer snippet so you kind of hear all the 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 weird elements that I just described. Whatever. This is Currents. I forget what the name of this song is, but it's from their new album. Check it out. kind of a hero chorus, but, but like there's more heroic choruses uh, throughout the album, trust me. Uh, and if you're into that shit, fucking I get it. You know, it's big music, fucking big music. And when you do those big things and drops seem fucking wicked because, you know, from something that's so um, completely full of sound, like the hero chorus, it's full. It's full. And then you get to something more genty that's got these uh, these gaps. These nice rests and shit through them and some groove at least. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a contrast. So, they, 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 you know, it's a good marriage. Good marriage in this kind of music. Uh, so, what do we call them? It's just a modern metal band? Modern metal. It's Mod Met. We'll call them Mod Met. Oh, even though that name sounds gay as... But that kind of sums it up for me. I, I think a lot of the aspects are kind of gay. It's just what it is for me, guys. I'm sorry, but musically speaking there's some interesting parts some interesting chords throughout the the album so the musicians are kind of underrated on this they've been overshadowed by a singer that's doing a thing that's going to really drive their tiktok following but um you know a part of their soul might you know feel otherwise like it's not really worth it i don't know god bless them do whatever they want so i checked out that album well, that's the second of the one. I checked out the Ed Sheeran one as well this this week, but um, the other one I checked out felt like a fucking flog. So these other albums, they're they're normal length albums, right? We're talking about like forty five to an hour long, right? And I normally, if they're shorter than that, I normally make a a big deal of it. Like, how dare you call this a fucking album? This is an EP. It's twenty minutes. You can't call it an album. Whatever. Uh, the the opposite is also true. Uh, it seems. So, so the Smashing Pumpkins, the Smashing Pumpkins, uh, they're touring Australia right now. They might have just um, finished up or whatever. I'm not too sure if they came to Perth. Pfft, I wouldn't be on that list to get tickets anyway. Um, but the, yeah, they released a new album. It's called Atum, Atum, A-T-U-M, Atum or whatever, right? They all speak English and that's not a word I've ever seen in my however many years of speaking english right uh so good for them they might have created it it's a new word atum uh new album by the smashing pumpkins and it comes in at a measly two hours and 18 minutes long if you go on um, spotify on your web browser it's broken up into three discs worth of tracks um, with 11 tracks on each, that's a total of 33 fucking songs on this album, guys. Good fucking lord. They win. Um, that's like a King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard fucking album, right? Although they would probably release four of them in a year or something. But Smashing Pumpkins have released this album that's just horrendously long. And I did the hard yards and got through it, so you might not have to, right? But, you you know, it's kind of worth checking out a little bit, right? So the album's interesting to me. Um, It's kind of interesting because I don't really know what the fuck to make of old Billy Corgan there. I don't really know what to make of him. He seems like a really cool dude, but also seems like a bit of a fucking weirdo. At the same time, and I I I don't know. I don't really know what to think of his voice and his music styles and stuff like that. Like I I definitely dig some old Smashing Pumpkin songs and I respect the band. But this album's weird. It's kind of leaning into the whinier parts of his vocal range and stylings, I would say. And it's kind of on the psychedelic psychedelic rock side of things? I don't really know. So they try to do grungy stuff every now and then and I don't really know if it pays off and most of the album is kind of very psychedelic-y and the songs kind of uh, are a bit same-samey but you know they're pleasant. There's absolutely nothing wrong with them. There's a lot of them. There's a terrible amount of songs on this album guys and they're fine. There's... There's absolutely nothing wrong with them, but like I said, they're kind of in the camp of being pretty psychedelic and weird—not really weird, but like light. Not a lot of heavy guitars, not a lot of distortion. You know, just cute songs, cute indie psychedelic songs. And then every now and then, they they bring out the the palm-muted guitar. But and when they do, I don't know. Is it, let let me show you something from the cutesy side first. So this is like. Most of the albums kind of in this vein. Um, this album's called, uh, I did write this one down. It's called Butterfly Sweet. Wait. Yeah, Butterfly Sweet. Um, yeah, check this one out. I laughed without escape, above a fright and race, in times a tone of all dust. It settled Run. It's morning to good morning, good morning to you son Don't ever set on island, this island has begun To hold you from afar, to sing out butterfly I'm slothed with miles besides, the dances rent with pride it's morning till morning, it morning till you're Don't ever settle down. This island's island begun. I'm here to swaying, just sway the with you. So there's that and it's it's kind of well produced for that kind of um that kind of audio uh, soundscape, right? It's, I don't know, it sounds fine, but did you notice how the, like, the vocals were very very bright in the mix? Like, I, I, fa- I found that with this entire album, and when it gets to the, the what I would say, the heavier songs, and I'm doing the, the, the crab claw fucking quotations in the air with one hand, um, I don't think it really gels that well. So it seems like they they should have had a few different producers in the room for the different sort of styles that they're trying to fucking do here. But it feels like the production of the indie psychedelic kind of stuff kind of works and it's fine. The vocals pop, they're all that sort of shit. But when you get into a a more grungy, grimy song, I don't know, it just feels weird. The production just doesn't... I don't know, I don't dig it. It sounds a bit plastic to me and the vocals don't seem to fit in the mix that well. And so I'll show you an example of that. This is a song called, oh, good Lord. Uh, this is a song called Harmageddon, right? Armageddon, but harm. It's a harmful Armageddon because there's some Armageddons out there that are just no problems. They're not gonna cause any harm at all. You're fine. This Armageddon's fucking nothing. It's a Wednesday, right? Um, but this one's a Harmageddon is the name of this fucking song by the uh, the Smashing Pumpkins. And and, and just listen to what I'm trying to hear what I'm talking about uh, with uh, the mixing thing when the vocals come in. And again, it's a bit of a longer clip, but whatever. there it was, Armageddon, god, I feel like a retard even pronouncing that, um, song title, let alone agreeing on it to be a song title, that, that's crazy, how are these bands doing this fucking bullshit, ah, someone out there thinks it's cool, um, so that was the Smashing Pumpkins, it's a hell of a slog to get through that album, guys, but it's not, it's not bad, you know, it's all right, if you like the Smashing Pumpkins and you like the, the shrillness and the, you know, cutting into your brain of his voice. Just, oh, just that oh, I'm not even going to try. I couldn't, really. Um, anyway, that is what it is, guys. They're the albums for the week. We fucking did it. We got through a fucking Jam Room podcast for the week, guys. Um, and I'm going to end this with um, something. and I, You know, I use this podcast. I'm trying to cheer myself up. Getting through this music you know, chatting to you guys and all this stuff. But like I said, I've had a hell of a fucking week. Um, uh, I'm not going to bring anyone down or try and make this depressing or anything like that. But a good good, good friend of mine um, was hit by a car last week and um, put straight into an induced coma in the ICU. They're going to turn it off. He's not going to fucking make it. So it's been a fucking rough week. Um, but I thought I would end this podcast with a little shout out to him. Fucking, we love you, Greg. Um, yeah, I'll get through this as quick as I can before it fucks me up. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, um, the wife and I went down to our yacht club. As you know, I'm into the sailing and stuff. This is how I know this man. And, uh, uh, we went for a karaoke night, right? So karaoke night down at the club there to meet Greg, whatever. Um, he wasn't going to do karaoke either. we. We were there just to drink and fucking have some fucking fun. Um, uh, at some point in drinking, I decided to throw Greg's name into the into the pool of people that are going to sing, um, and my intentions was to get him up to sing Y M C A, something that would fucking you know embarrass him or whatever, but would get the crowd going. You know, Greg's a fucking legend, uh, so he got called up, and instead of singing Y M C A, he decided to sing Bohemian Rhapsody in its entirety. And it was one of the funniest things I'd ever seen because he didn't even try to sing it properly. He pretty much just spoke the lyrics the entire way. Um, Was messaging me the next day because someone had filmed it. It had kind of gone viral around the Yacht Club. Everyone laughing at fucking Greg doing a tremendously bad job of this song. But um, whatever. My week's been uh, shit. You know, grieving's a hell of a fucking thing. And don't want to get too dark on this. So I'm just going to leave it. Uh, and I, I guess because it's a music podcast and I do get in trouble with copyright every now and then, there's got to be a reason why I play a certain song. So let's say I'm playing fucking Bohemian Rap City to let all you guitar players know that this is a good guitar solo. Hey, can we just do that? Most good guitar players would say this is a great solo, not because it's hard or it's shredding or it's fucking lame and wanky. It's because it's memorable and because people could sing this solo. That's what makes a fucking good guitar solo. And you're never going to really understand this solo unless you know the context, which is the whole song. There it is. There's my legal reason for playing this song. But really, shout out, Greg. We fucking love you. Um, You're about to hear Bohemian Rhapsody, guys. Uh, Yeah, I love you, Greg. Um, So long, everybody. Uh, Have a great week. Take care now. Bye bye then real life is this just fantasy caught in a landslide No escape from reality Open your eyes look up to the skies and see. dream Easy come, easy go Will you let me go? Bismillah No, we will not let you go Let him go Bismillah We will not let you go Mamma mia, mamma mia, mamma mia, let me go. The eligible has a devil put aside for me, for me, for me. Oh, yeah. yeah.